Welcome back to the Barca Breakdown. My name is Yusuf, and I'm here with my co-host, Adam. What's up, guys? Smash that subscribe button. Let's get into it, Yusuf. We have a pretty huge game in La Liga coming up this weekend against Real Batiste away in Seville for a match that could guarantee Champions League for us, right? We all want number two in the league this season, but it's looking like we have a shot to secure at least top four, get that Champions League money next season against the Real Batiste side that is in the fight for top four as well, right? They're currently fifth, three points behind Atletico Madrid. So let's talk about it to try and get a little bit of a way from the traumatizing and god-awful experience of seeing Real Madrid <laughs> score two goals in the 90th plus minute against Man City in the Champions League so that that total fool Carlo Ancelotti and that hack job Vinicius I can't believe it man they're making the final <laughs> okay, in a okay. season where we just beat them 4-0 <laughs> it's ridiculous use let's get back yeah, on to but, it though okay. how do you feel about Batiste yeah. because here's what's interesting to me right it, uh, uh -huh. Batiste, the first time we played them this season in La Liga was around, I think, the third or fourth game under Xavi. And you go back and look at that lineup on December 4th, which was, you know, a good amount before we had any of the, the winter signings we'd obviously get at the end of December and early January. And in that lineup, you see we're starting Abde, we're starting Depay, Coutinho, Nico, Gavi, Lenglet was starting. And, and you take a look at that team, and then you compare it to the team that we played against Mallorca with Fer Ferran Torres, Aubameyang, you know, Frankie's back, PK was healthy, although he just got hurt. And you got to be feeling good about the lineup we can put out now. No, I, I totally agree with you. The lineup you just went over has basically been deceased and switched up since Javi has really gotten our tra uh, winter transfer window. I do still think we're going to have some trouble coming against this team. It is a way our record for our home games has just finally been broken for that three-game lose streak at home. Now we're going away against this team who's fighting for top four, you know, like you said, three points behind Atletico Madrid, and we're only sitting five points above them. And then on top of that, we're still fighting for that second place spot. But I think this game's not going to be so easy. We lost to them 1-0 in December. Um, that was when Javi was just starting out. So hopefully he's got his bearings down a little bit more. But these, um, even these sub-tier La Liga teams have been giving us difficulty. Well, yeah. Now we're going but against a yeah, team. Yeah, Batiste is not sub-tier, yeah. man, right? They could no, really, no, no, 100%. really take it to us. And I'm, I'm a bit worried because even though we just got that W against Mallorca, you know, we all know it, right? We've had a uh, just a string of pretty bad results since the international break, including that three losses in a row. The good news is Anzu Fati is back, right? Uh, the bad news is Gerard Piquet is hurt and we don't have him available. And so mm -hmm. I, I expect Batiste to, to come and put up a fight and, uh, you know, really give us trouble. And so if we come away with a draw, I'd be pretty happy because if we have a draw, that means we only need two points in the next, I think, three games to guarantee Champions League. And that's, uh, you know, that's enough where we should definitely grab onto it. So as much as I want top two and I want to make sure that we get all three points here, even one is going to be crucial for our team um, because if we don't get it, then it's going to be an Atletico team, a Sevilla, a Batiste team, all chomping at the bits to take us out of the Champions League. And that's not something I want to see. In terms of starters, I'm curious what you think we're going to see here because I think for me the most interesting part, especially you know with all of the different transfer rumors coming along, is kind of who we see up front, right? I think people have been impressed with Memphis Depay, especially his performance at left wing against Mallorca. People liked a lot. I think that you know 
Dembele didn't get the start against Mallorca, but he's been overwhelming a starter lately. And rumors are, I saw tw- tw- you know some tweets on Twitter today about the fact that Dembele is inching closer and closer to re-signing with Barca. Ferran Torres with his finishing woes, will this be a chance for him to shine? Aubameyang, right? And then you have other players who might leave this summer, including Traore, Braithwaite, Luke de Jong. Like, who do you think Xavi's going to choose for that front three uh, with only a few games left here? Well, I'm getting pretty burnt out on the idea of seeing uh, Obama Yang and Ferran Torres starting every game and then being useless mm-hmm. for most of the time. Although I think he will deploy them. I, I do want to see Memphis Depay play on the left wing instead of Ferran Torres. And in the center, I would probably just leave Obama Yang and have him subbed out early and maybe play uh, Luke de Jong oh, because... Wow. What's that? I, I thought you might want to oh, see Abdi? No, Fati come in. Oh, Fati, Fati. Yeah, I just don't think with Javi's um, position in playing him right now, he doesn't want to overwhelm him and overwork him, especially I think Real Batiste is going to give it to us, so I don't want any more injuries Well, you're right. To him. In the in press conference, I mm-hmm. think this week, Javi was saying how he intends to play Fati as a number nine, where maybe he doesn't have to move as much and dribble right now, sure. uh, which might mean that, like I was kind of alluding to, I think we could see Fati coming for Aubameyang. I definitely want to see... Uh, Dembu's get some minutes. I think, you know, as I have this whole season, even though there are some Dembu's haters amongst our fans, I think he is the one who can create the most havoc. Um, so I hope to see him sure. play. And then, you know, in the midfield, I really want to see Frankie de Jong get some time, right? Like, there's... Uh, he wasn't too happy, I believe, getting subbed off against Mallorca. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I want to see him happy. I want to see him end the season on a good note because there are so many rumors swirling around about him possibly leaving. And from what I understand, Frankie de Jong wants to say Xavi wants him to stay. But I think he's really getting, you know, bogged down and weighed down by uh, all the negative rumors in the press. I think that... You know, the fact that the it seems like there's something with the Madrid press or the, the Catalan press. I don't know what it is, but there's this agenda to constantly put out rumors that Frankie de Jong might go or that the board wants to sell him. And so I'd like to see him, you know, coming out strong, even though I just remembered he didn't get subbed out in that last game. But that was two games ago. Um, I want to see Frankie come out and put in, you know, a good performance. Well, I think it's a little unfair to him recently because I think he's had to pick up a workload and he hasn't been able to be as offensively as I think he would like. Um, You know, our defense has had some woes with some mess ups and picking up for other, you know, just poor uh, defense. And so maybe he has to, you know, adjust his play during some of these games and gets frustrated because I think in that game where he got subbed off, they were being extremely, extremely uh, uh, rough and he was no calls were being mm-hmm. or no fouls were being called. You know, all these things are going to build up. And then the fact that you can't even play the way you want to play is probably very frustrating. So, for and sure. I, and I think he, echoing yeah. what you were saying, man, one thing I've been reading more and more about with Frankie and, and there's a lot of think pieces going around about, you know, is he uh, is he a luxury player or is he a necessity? Is he really, f- you know, being able to fit into our system? And a lot of people really think that the, the issue with Frankie DeJong is he's just been utilized in so many different ways by so many different managers that he hasn't had a chance to really settle in and, you know, improve and hone his skills. Right. That was something we used to talk about a lot uh, in the last, you know, the Valverde years, Setien. Um, Coleman years is that there weren't a lot of players who we transferred into the team who improved once they were on the team. And that's a really bad, you know, mark for our coaches and for our ability to, you know, get a player and, and increase their value, which is so crucial. And so I'm hoping that, you know, Javi continues to just emphasize his belief in him and use him in a role that makes sense. Because, you know, I think when we think about Javi and the offensive buildup we've been doing this season, a lot of times it's been revolving around, you know, the left wing and the right wing and then Frankie DeJong kind of 
he either gets lost in some games or when we overload one wing, Frankie DeJong becomes kind of like a free man as Danny Alves goes into the midfield and he can go forward. And I think that's the role he does the best in. So I'm curious to see, you know, kind of how we deploy him and how we're able to make sure that he ends the season at least somewhat happy, even though, of course, we're going through another trophy list uh, season. Sure. I also, one point that I was thinking about was we also did lose Pedri, right? And we've been playing Gavi this whole time. I think that really does switch up the dynamic and the the uh, capability of our midfield during a lot of these games. As we all know, Busquets is old and slow, and sometimes his he holds on to the ball way too fast. Gavi seems to be a little, more, little bit more reckless. A lot and, more reckless. Um, yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> and so, like, I think that changes the dynamic of that midfield, and it really, uh, that's, uh, Frankie de Jong's position has really changed or his play style has really changed since we've lost Pedri. And again, I just think it's very unfair to really analyze him and how he's been able to perform in some of these games due to everything that's happening. Sure. Um, but yeah, I think overall, you know, this game is going to be tough for us. I think our team has to really step it up a notch and really... Uh, play at a high level and not let us, you know, be las- lackadaisical or lazy at some points of this game because we can't afford that at this point. Well, let us know in the comments and B- what you guys Batista's think fighting. and how you guys feel about this game. And, uh, you know, if you expect us to come away with three points and we'll be, you know, talking after the game on Saturday about how it all went. Uh, so let's move on to the next topic use, which is Robert Lewandowski. This rumor has been going on for a little bit of a, you know, three to four months now. It wasn't something I expected. Like last summer, if you asked me, hey, is there a shot we get Robert Lewandowski? I (laughs) wouldn't have really thought it was that possible. But here we are, right? He's 33 years old. There's some rumors that it might cost us upwards of 60 million euros just to get him on the team. And Robert Lewandowski is one of the best strikers I've ever seen, right? Like as much as we might be Luis Suarez or Thierry Henry guys or, you know, we or... um, you know, we all have our preferences. There's no doubt about it. Robert Lewandowski, one of the greatest strikers of the last 20 years. He is uh, got a little bit irked us right when he had some messy Ballon d'Or uh, rivalry in the last few years. But the <laughs> thing that we really need sure. on our team is we need a striker, right? We've talked about it so many times yeah. about how our team is lacking the firepower and the ability to, you know, clinically finish shots and put them in the net. We talk so often about how Ferran Torres is great at dribbling and creating chances. Uh, Usman Dembele is able to cross the ball in or create some havoc but doesn't have that finishing touch. What we need is a bona fide goal scorer, right? We saw that against Frankfurt with our inability to put away chances. also happened against Napoli in that first leg. And so Robert Lewandowski is there. He's an option, but he is 33 years old, right? I think some of the sure. biggest criticisms we had over the last four to five years with the, the bar support and the, the sham and the, the rat that Bartomeu was was the way that we <laughs> got so many older players uh, who, who weren't mm-hmm. on the better side of their prime. And so how do you feel about Robert Lewandowski? Like, how do you balance the fact that he is great and that his game is not uh, dependent on his speed, right, which is the first thing to go as you get older, versus the fact that, hey, he is, in fact, 33 years old? Where do you stand? It's hard because I have this lurking thought in the back of my head is if Barcelona keep on purchasing older players for high amounts of money, uh, we're going to find ourselves, we're already in trouble. And I think we're just going to start digging that hole a little bit deeper every time we spend a lot of money on an older player. It is something that is very tempting. You know, I would really like it if he could come in and 
just out or perform very well for let's just say two years and even if we got a a, a la liga title from that i would be pretty happy mm -hmm. but then where do we go from there right that's the question and at the same time we don't have the money for this but l on the topic of strikers obviously an ideal situation would probably be purchasing holland for much more money he's much younger and he is also a very great clinical striker sure but um, i mean i i totally agree with you right and in like the ideal world we're signing holland right now but with the money yeah. issues <laughs> right with his agent just passing away and i feel like you know mino raioli yeah uh raiola rest in peace um uh, you know someone who i think had a good relationship with laporta and the current barca board i feel like that might fracture even more the chances we had of getting holland so let's say holland's not mm -hmm. on the table right for for what every report mm -hmm. is seeming to allude to now and that he'll go to man city we get Lewandowski or we don't, right? And you look at our options. Okay, do we keep Aubameyang? He took a huge pay cut this season to leave Arsenal. He might take a, a, another one mm -hmm. next season if we want to keep him again. Uh, you know, Luke de Jong, not probably going to stay with us. Braithwaite, probably not going to stay with us. And so, you know, I look at the options and what we can really take, and I'm, I'm not too enthused. I think one idea is to have Anzu Fati play as the striker. But, again, I don't even know if that's his best role. He also, unfortunately, has had the injury woes that we've talked about so often. And so, uh, you know, Lewandowski, I think if we got two years out of him putting up, you know, let's say he put up 90, 95% of what he's put up the last three years, I mean, it would be incredible, right? It would be like a night and day shift for us to have a goal scorer of that pedigree. And I don't think that he would have the same issues we saw with Luis Suarez at the end of his tenure where he could, you know, bag goals in La Liga but not score in the big Champions League nights, right? Lewandowski sure. is a Champions League winner. Uh, he has had crazy semifinals on Dortmund, and, and he has everything I think we need to really put away opportunities. So I think it's something we should consider. Um, you know, let us know what you guys think, if that's something to consider. Um but let's switch into the next topic, right, on the transfer rumor use. There are rumors that FC Barcelona might get Koulibaly, right? And he's on Napoli, 30-year-old mm -hmm. defender. And the rumors are somewhere around $40 million transfer fee. There are also some rumors. And again, you know, I sometimes hate when we go on the rumor, reel in, rumor mill in European soccer because there is so much of just agendas and agents and boards trying to put out in the media, even putting out messages that aren't always true. But, you know, it's looking like he's either going to come to us and a deal might be signed for two years until, uh, you know, 2024, 2025, or he might also go to Chelsea. And it looks like the board, if, if these rumors are true, really are trying to find that replacement for Gerard Piquet as time goes on, especially with the sure. injuries that he's facing now. Do you think that Koulibaly at that age, 30, is a good signing to pair with Ronald Araujo for the next few years? Or do you think Eric Garcia, Langelet, probably not Umtiti, do you think any of them are options instead? Uh, I definitely don't think we, we should get rid of Umtiti. We should get rid of uh, Langlet. Even though I do generally like Langlet, <laughs> I just don't think he's providing enough for the team, yeah. unfortunately. And then, you know, I think the benefit of um, acquiring someone like him is that he is 30 years, 30 years old, but he does have a lot of experience. And in that range, I do think if we're going to be losing PK, we do need someone who is more seasoned, who is more experienced, and can teach Ronald Araujo to be a better center back because he's going to be there for a long time if we're able to get two, three years out of Koulibaly, that would be wonderful to, you know, uh, be a a mentor to Araujo. And I don't trust any of the other center backs that we have right now. Eric Garcia is not someone who I can rely on. He's just made so many blunders. He is young, but that is not what we need right now. And 30 years old is still a great time to get some uh, um, 
a payout from him, basically. You know, our benefits from what we're going to yeah, pay this I mean, $40 I million think, you know, euros. You think about it right now, Gerard Piquet is 35, right? And certainly two yeah. years ago, we thought Gerard Piquet was good enough to help us. And, you know, we were making deep runs in the Champions League, although... Of course, we had some depressing moments. I think in terms of Koulibaly, one thing I like about him is I've seen a lot of his, you know, uh, play against uh, Kylian Mbappe, right? He plays against PSG in the French mm. League, and I thought that, you know, he's done a good job. And so, you know, you think about the kind of possibility that, again, uh, Real Madrid get um, Mbappe. You think about the 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 uh, possibility that Vinicius keeps wrecking havoc on that, that wing for Real Madrid. And so it'd be good to have someone like Koulibaly who uh, has played against Mbappe, I believe in the Champions League, not in, uh, they play in different domestic leagues. I was but gonna I think correct he you. is a, a <laughs> player who, you know, has some, has some high profile defensive matches that I think would be good if he was on our team permanently. I think in terms of Eric Garcia, we're kind of at that tipping point where is Eric Garcia going to be the next Lenglet or is he a player we can redeem and try and make better? I'm not sure where I stand on it. I mean, you know, the unfortunate thing about making videos after every single game is that after the first half of uh, Eric Garcia's tenure here, we were saying that Eric Garcia is not very good. He can only pass. And then there was that middle phase where Eric Garcia kind of heated up and it seemed like he was going to be a good defender. And now he's fallen to the wayward. So I think after the season, uh, we need to really take a look at Eric Garcia's season in totality and try and evaluate, you know, whether or not he can be a long-term partner for Araujo. Sure, and I, I think we're going to make some moves in the summer by selling some players, and if we can, you know, sum up some funds, we should be able to purchase him for 40 million euros. I think one of the things that Barca do especially need are defenders, um, whether that be we're talking about Jordi Alba and replacing him on the left wing, or we're talking about our center backs. Um, it is something that does some, or often enough, leaves us uh, upset that we can't be uh well, the swiss cheese can't dude. score right we used to say it all the time yeah. right? the swiss cheese defense and yeah. that's what's but that's what's it's tough true. is that when you talk about koulibaly and you talk about 40 million euros on a defender you got to consider well we need a striker uh if dembele leaves sure. we probably need a dynamic winger if you know jordi alba danny alves Sergino Dest, we need a left back we need a right back um, you know, we already have Araujo and Eric Garcia. So it really becomes a conversation about where is the best place for the Barca board to allocate our funds. And, you know, uh, funds that aren't that big, right? We don't have a huge coffer of money like Florentino Perez sure. or Real Madrid or Man City to just buy whoever we want. And so when you think about where is the best place for us to put those funds, center back is both really high on the list and maybe something we can pass on. I, I don't even believe it when I say that because I guess what I'm, <laughs> what I'm getting to is I just don't trust Eric Garcia to be a long-term partner sure. of Araujo. Uh, maybe he'll be good as a backup. Maybe we'll transition him to be like a central defensive midfielder to take over for Busquets. But I do think we need to look uh, for a different center back. So let us know what you guys think. Uh, you know, hit us up. What do you guys think? Twitter and Instagram at Barca Breakdown. Should we get another defender or is Koulibaly the defender we need or should we go for other positions? Now, you. let's talk about the big news coming out about Kylian Mbappe, right? Because... We have all the horror on our face after seeing Real Madrid come back, Karim Benzema looking like, you know, as much as it pains me to say, the best player in the world, Rodrigo going nuts in that Champions League semifinal where they just came back again after coming Please back don't against remind Chelsea, me. against PSG. <laughs> we had the horror of thinking Kylian Mbappe is going to Real Madrid. And yeah. even though th we're going to say this news that just dropped today, it's still, in my mind, Florentino Perez is going to pull some of his dark magic like he does on the referees and on VAR, and he's going to somehow get you know, Mbappe coming, but La Parisian, I believe the biggest newspaper for soccer in uh, France, 
is saying that Mbappe has agreed to a contract with PSG. Fabrizio Romano, the very famous journalist, is saying that, no, this is not true. I think I also saw something about killing Mbappe's mom, saying that it's not true, that Mbappe is still deciding, and that there are options open on the table for either club. But, you know, La Parisian is saying that there's an alleged contract of 50 million euros per year with a 100 million euro signing bonus with a two-year deal plus one optional. So I just want to get your take use on... <laughs> I mean, listen, I know we wanted Mbappe, right? It seems like our our he used to be our pipe dream. Now it's not even a dream anymore. Our dream is maybe Holland or Lewandowski, and even then, it's not looking good with our finances. But give me your take on the Mbappe news. Uh, how bad would it be if Real Madrid got him? And then, you know, any other thoughts you have around these rumors? I mean, after the performance that Real Madrid put out in their comeback and they're heading to the finals again, I would be devastated if they were able to pull this out. And I'm, I mean, we might have to really <laughs> make it the Rio Vallecano <laughs> breakdown, right? If that were to go down. Yeah, we because... We might have to switch teams. <laughs> I mean, even... Uh, imagine, I think, when we played Real Madrid at the 4-0 victory, I think they didn't have Benzema due to injury. Yep. And if they had Mbappe there as his... Or as uh, a potential player in that team, I would just probably cry about that because it's like we never going to have a break from players like that. Our defense is already shaky. If he came into La Liga with the speed that he has, um, oh. the potential he has. Could you imagine Danny Alves on the, oh, on no. the side no, trying no, to no, defend no. it? <laughs> I think we played Dest against him when we played PSG, um, which turned out to be pretty good, but we still Although lost. I think Mbappe scored a, like a hat trick. Yeah, first we lost. Leg. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, of course, this I like the fact when you sent me this, I think today and saying that he might be staying at PSG, I was like, well, you know, at the end of the day, I don't see why he would stay. That's the thing that kind of stumps me about this whole thing is that at the end of the PSG is not making it anywhere, right? They can't get to the finals. They can't win. You would think getting Messi and having That's because uh, you're you're a weak person with no loyalty, oh man. God. You're what? the problem no. with modern day okay. sports, okay? Listen, no. he's, he is French. He's in his uh -huh. home country, yes. and he has the chance to finally help bring his team to the promised land. He's already taking them to one Champions League uh but dude i okay yes but he's also getting older and he's gonna want to start um like he's already made a great name for himself 100 percent. but how much bad talk and stuff do you get about him being in the farmers league and scoring all these goals right a lot of times people are saying why don't you go to la liga or, or yeah the but they league. made a champions league final right he's already taken them almost to the finish line and i think that you know of course real madrid as much as we hate them like it is one of the top two clubs in the world to go to sure. besides barca Florentino Perez can pay them a lot of money. There are a lot of different advertising rights when you go on Real Madrid that are very huge. Um, but those also exist at you know PSG. And like I said, he he got to the Champions League final with Neymar. Now they have Messi. And uh, you know I think there's something to be said about staying with your club and trying to be the person who leads them to victory. I mean, imagine how revered he would be if he goes there, right? Sure. You millennials, use who oh. have no loyalty and kind of would sell your souls for money okay. and for, you know, the next no. good thing. You don't no. get it. But here's the thing is you go to Real Madrid and you will always be in the shadow of Cristiano Ronaldo or Di Stefano. So why is he taking so long Benzema. to decide? Why, like, mean, why not? It's, there's a lot of money <laughs> at, at, <laughs> well, on the line. <laughs> okay, yeah, but if what you're saying is true, which obviously is just a speculation, um, why not go or why not just say, hey, I'm staying with PSG. It's my home. I, I want to win here. I want to take us to the Champions League and win it like that is a very. Well, I think he's I think uh -huh. I think he's been a fan of Real Madrid since he was a kid. 
you know, I, like as much as I was um, joking a bit about the whole <laughs> loyalty thing and why. Sure. See, you were saying PSG has nothing to attract him. I was building a case for why they could attract him, but that doesn't mean that is a, a, a better case or more salient for Kylian Mbappe than what Real Madrid have to offer because Real Madrid have to offer him, you know, the world basically, right? Like who wouldn't sure. want to go onto this team that without him just made it to the Champions League final? Who who could possibly win it again with Florentino Perez and the, the voodoo they're going to pull in that Champions League final? I don't even want to go there but uh you know they just won a la liga they have a chance to win mm -hmm. so many titles with a good core vinicius with camavinga with rodrigo uh you know so I, I mean there's plenty of reasons why real madrid you know is the is the the top candidate i think and why this choice is taking so long i definitely think he would have i mean in the terms of shadowing you know cristiano ronaldo at real madrid i mean sure even if that's a thing but you know, you go there and you uh, really test yourself and not sit in a league where you know you're going to win every year right, and really compete. I think that La Liga or the Premier League is somewhere that he would really have to um, – he would struggle a little bit more. I don't mean that as in like he's not going to perform extraordinarily well, but sitting in PSG and winning the title every year with a lot of the teams not too – or pretty far behind it's just I guess as a player for me in my opinion it's just not as satisfying knowing that I'm sitting on a team that sh I kind of already know the result and you're I right and, and that, yeah. that it's the that narrative which is totally true about how like it's not that cha challenging in the league day in and day out is part of why it's going to be really hard for PSG to take that bump and actually win a sure. Champions League final right I mean of course it's hard to say that when they just made one two years ago but when you're you're just kind of dominating every game there's not that much challenge in uh the french league you know you, you're not having that week in and week out competition against top talent that's going to help you when you come into like a semi-final tie against the uh, uh hopefully barca soon or real madrid or <laughs> dortmund or, sure. or bayern munich right and so yeah. I, I agree with you i mean i think it makes sense i think there's some way to go in both ways. So I just want to know if you guys, uh, what you think in the comments. Just leave a comment. Let us know what you think. Please hit that subscribe button. We'd love to know your take. I know as Barca fans, it's only kind of tangentially related, but he is one of the biggest young stars in the world and, you know, might be a future multiple blown Dior winner. So let us know. Thank you, guys. Thanks, guys.